Hello and welcome to the third episode of Fat and Fatter. My name is Benji and I'm fat. Hi, I'm Brennan and I'm fatter. So we haven't recorded in a little bit, but that's because we're fat and fatter and we're lazy and sometimes laziness gets the best of you. Uh, I kind of want to tell you guys why we haven't reported, but that's just excuses. So, I mean, don't really need to hear it, uh, but a couple things happened over the time and just kind of held us back from recording, but we're back and we're ready to give you guys a fucking good podcast. So I think we're going to probably start off by talking about the college and the bowl games. Uh, Yes. Um, so the playoff finished, everybody knows how the playoff finished, or I mean how the teams are in it. It's going to be Alabama versus Oklahoma, um, in Florida for the Orange Bowl. And then it's going to be, um, Clemson versus, um, Northern Dame. And I'm going to start off by saying Northern Dame should not be in it. They're fucking shit. Well, do you think Oklahoma should be in it? No. So who would you put in instead of those two teams uh, I'd put in Georgia and Ohio State instead of those two teams I definitely think that Notre Dame shouldn't be in I think if they want to be in they need to either go undefeated or join the Big Ten I mean they did go undefeated did they yes they did Benji <laughs> fuck but no, but I, I understand they just they're not playing a conference championship game. And if you look yeah. at their if you look at their schedule, okay, a, a big argument of their schedule is that they had they played a bunch of ranked teams, but they played Syracuse, who is ranked. Okay, Syracuse is ass. They're in the ACC. There's really not much to say about them. And then they played Michigan. Okay, that was the first game of the, of the year, though. So it's kind of you know, it, it's hard it's hard to say. Um, Michigan did end up in the top five in the end, but it's just hard to say that that game was that good of a game just because it was, you know, so early in the year. And then their third best game was at USC, who is ass. I don't care if it's a rivalry game. They're ass. Yeah. Hey, and, I think... and I'm, I'm going to butt in here real quick. We have uh, like three dogs fucking running around us right now. So if you guys hear some shit, it's the dogs. So... Yeah, they just won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're little fucking bitches, but we'll, we'll try to get past that. Yeah. But so I think the reason that I thought Notre Dame had a loss was just because of how bad they are. I just can't picture a team like that going undefeated unless they're Iowa in 2015. <laughs> All right, uh, let's try to keep biases out of this for now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just – in the whole – I wanted Georgia to get in. I mean, the, the college football committee already pretty much said that Notre Dame was going to be in by giving them the third stop before all the conference games or be, before the championship games. Yeah. And uh, – sorry, these dogs just won't shut the fuck up. Um, but – so Notre Dame is going to be in, but then <laughs> – Fucking dogs. And uh, Georgia, um, they played a really good game against Alabama. Really good game against Alabama. And nobody really thought about Georgia being in the playoff, even losing to, even after losing to Alabama, then they have two losses. But after that game, they really showed up. And, uh, you know, the coach for Alabama, I forget his name, Benji, do you remember his name? Nick Saban? 
or not for Alabama, sorry, for Georgia. Kirby Smart. Okay, Kirby Smart, yeah. He stated after the game, he said, go ask Nick Saban who he doesn't want to play. And that one team that he doesn't want to play is going to be Georgia. And I think that's true. I That's definitely true. I think the other team is obviously Clemson that Alabama would struggle with. But Georgia is going to be the team that's going to give them the best run for their money just because of the rivalry being in the same conference. They're going to be the toughest opponent, and Nick Saban definitely would not want to have to play them again. Right, and when you put two SEC teams in a college football playoff, when there was a Big 12 team that had a shot, and then there was a um, Big 10 team that had a shot, I mean, all the – so what some – but uh, I forgot the name of the guy on ESPN, but he stated something saying that if all of these, um, you know, or if the two SEC teams went in, then all the presidents of all the schools, all the athletic directors and stuff, they would start petitioning for a bigger bracket for more teams, at least eight, to be in the playoff to give these other conferences a chance, saying that, you know, the playoff committee is SEC biased, which, I mean, they kind of are. Um, and it would – and it would give, you know, these other teams a chance. And that's something I wanted because I want a bigger, you know, playoff. If you look, I think the, the majority of people want an 18 playoff. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at the lineups for – if there was eight teams, if you go by the rankings, you looked up at the lineup, like, who would play who, it was insane. I, I really liked how the first game would have been an Alabama-UCF game. Yeah. UCF finally would have gotten their shot. And, to get destroyed. Yeah, and they would have got shit rocked and fuck UCF. If you guys listened to the last podcast, fuck UCF. I was surprised at how they came back to win against Memphis. Like yeah, they were just... down 31-21 or 31-14 going into halftime. Ended up winning like 55 to 38, some bullshit. Yeah, it was it was a fucking shit show because there's no defense. Yeah, especially their run defense giving up. I mean, the running back for Memphis is amazing. He might be the first running back taken in the draft. But if you're going to give up 300, or I think total they gave up 400, over 400 rushing yards. And when you have to go play a team like Alabama, they're just going to run all over you. They don't need to pass the ball if that's what you're going to give up. Yeah, and I want to get to Oklahoma taking the fourth spot. Um, they took the fourth spot. They beat Texas. Their only loss, the only loss that they had was against Texas, and, you know, and they beat them to you know, kind of cancel out that loss. But they have the 127th ranked defense in the country. How do you think that they're going to be able to beat Alabama? I know they have, like, top three offense in the country, something like that. I think it's number one. It, okay, maybe it is number one. But still, you need defense to win championships. Unless you're in the Big 12, then defense doesn't matter. You play against nobody. It's just, can you complete a pass to a wide-open guy? That's what the Big 12 is. And on that note, last year when Oklahoma got in and they got to play Georgia, we did think the exact same thing, and we got a amazing two-overtime game because their offense showed up against a really good SEC defense, and their defense – gave up a bunch of points, which I think is what's going to happen again. I think Kyler Murray is going to be able to put up maybe 45 points on Alabama, but Alabama's probably going to put up 55 points on Oklahoma's defense. Yeah, I just – it it pisses me off just because it's showing that these teams don't have to have really good defense to you know win their games. 
Um, but, I mean, it's going to contradict what I just said about how you need defense to win championships. But, yeah, the Georgia-Oklahoma game last year in the Rose Bowl was such a good game. Yeah. Such a good game. But um, I just – I don't know. It, it, it's tough. And, like, the reason we have these arguments and the reason we have these talks is because it's a four-team playoff and not an eight-team playoff. Make it a motherfucking eight-team playoff. The only argument that I've heard, really, that making it bigger – is going to be bad is that people have to play more games, but we've covered that. That's not that big of a deal. They don't care. But then the other thing is if we give us, if they give us more, then people are just going to want more and more. And so saying, if we make it eight, well then people who don't get in are going to want it to be 16. And then it might go up from there. Personally, I don't see that happening ever, but that's really the only argument that I've heard. Is it the um, FCS that does a, like a 64-team playoff or something like that? FCS does 32 teams. 32, okay. That's, and That's awesome. The first, I think the top 12 or something like that, get a bye. Hmm. But I don't think anything more than eight is necessary. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think eight's just such a good number. Just look at the matchups for this year. It's like... Yeah, what they would have been this year, what they would have been last year, some good games. Yeah. And I think what it comes down to, too, is uh, the playoff committee. Is there really a need for a playoff committee when it gets to, when it gets to you know, eight teams? So I think they didn't put Georgia in because they kind of want to keep their jobs. Does that make sense? I, like, it does make sense. But at the same time, it like so. I think another reason why Georgia didn't get put in was because then back-to-back games would have been Alabama, Georgia, unless you gave Georgia the three seed. But they weren't going to do that. So I think that's one thing they didn't just want to have Alabama, Georgia again. Right, but then it comes back to the point that you put the four best teams in at the spots that they deserve. It doesn't matter if you play a back-to-back game; you put in the four best teams. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, in other news about college football, Urban Meyer, um, he retired. He quit. Um, I want to take a, take a little bit here. Um, Benji's going to do his rant later in the podcast. I'm just going to do it now. Um, it's going to be kind of a short rant, but there's about you know 10 to 15 people that listen to this podcast that I've talked to about Urban Meyer and Matt Campbell. Um, I'm going to talk about Urban Meyer for now. Um, and I said that he's going to you know he's either going to be fired or he's going to quit. They all disagreed with me. Um, fuck you to everybody who thought he was going to stay because you were wrong. And that's all I have to say. And like I told you earlier, because I was one of those people that told you he was going to stay. But one thing that I didn't realize was that he had such a bad health problem. Because when I thought, I thought you were just saying that he's going to get fired. And I was like, how in the hell are you going to fire a coach who just went 82 and nine in his seven seasons there? I didn't realize he had the health issues. That's why he has to retire. I mean, the health issues were public though the whole year. They didn't just come out. Yeah, I know. So but I don't like to pay attention to urban Meyer cause I hate Ohio state. And if I was a liberal and had a trigger word, it would be Ohio state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine would be definitely Nebraska. Fuck Nebraska. 
Um, Nebraska, yeah. Good guys, we, we haven't recorded in like two plus weeks, so we missed a lot of weekends of good sports. Um, one being Iowa beat Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Um, Iowa State almost lost to Drake. Fuck Iowa State. How the fuck do you almost lose to Drake, a Pioneer League or Pioneer Conference team who doesn't even give out football scholarships? How the fuck do you do that? That honestly is the saddest thing of this entire football season. Maybe all of last season too. You just got like, dick slapped right in the face, Iowa State. It doesn't matter if it's, oh, a win's a win. No, you barely beat a team who doesn't even give out football scholarships. And you played your starters the whole game. And you almost lost to Kent State. Yeah. And I had an argument with someone who I'm not going to name, but we had the argument. Um, it was the same weekend that Iowa beat Nebraska. Iowa State beat um, Kent State. And I said, oh, you guys almost lost to Kent State. And they said, you almost lost to Nebraska. Nebraska's worse. Now, I don't think Nebraska's worse. I don't want to give Nebraska credit when they don't need it, and I don't want to give them to it, but I think Nebraska's a better team than Kent State. And then the next weekend, though, you almost lose to Drake. You can just fuck right off. Like, they – Nebraska was winning four out of five before we played them, and we know that they're a good program. They're going to get better, bringing in a new coach and a completely – like 360 onto the type of football that they play. It's obviously going to take some time. And we saw that Nebraska, they gave Ohio state a really good run. They only lost by like five points. They beat Michigan and state in a game that Michigan state should have won, but like Rocky played amazing, but the receivers couldn't catch anything. Stats and... show though that he played like ass, but if you actually watch the game, like me and Benji did it, it Rocky didn't do bad. Rocky's numbers are not good, and I solely blame the receivers because they can't catch anything. Rocky did the right thing when they interviewed him about it in the post game, and he said that he didn't see any drops out there. But that's just because Rocky's a great guy, and he's not gonna harp on his players when they're playing like shit. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um... Speaking of Iowa State, well, let's get to our bowl games. I was in Iowa State. We'll start with Iowa State. They got, in my opinion, lucky that they get to go to the Alamo Bowl, but unlucky that they're playing Washington State. Yeah, that's going to be a shit show. Because Gardner Minshew, the Washington State quarterback, he is probably the best quarterback that people don't know. He has the best mustache in college football. And Iowa State fans will soon realize that once it gets to bolt time but it depends if washington state's going to be like down on themselves and just not care because they didn't get into a new year's six bowl game or if washington state's going to be pissed that they didn't get into a new year's six game and they're going to come out and just absolutely shit rock iowa state one of those two is going to happen yeah um i i think it's a fair bowl to give iowa state i really do um, they gave West Virginia the Camping World Bowl, who was the team ahead of Iowa State. Camping World Bowl is really not well known. It's a better bowl than the Alamo Bowl compared to, like, if you compare it to records and teams' records that are going there in their ranks. But, I mean, the Alamo Bowl is a good bowl. I personally would have rather had Iowa State go to the Camping World Bowl simply because I think some families that are split between Iowa State and Iowa would have 
actually decided to go because they could have gone to both bowl games being close in Florida. Yeah, but, I guess. So going to Iowa, where we are going to the Outback Bowl to play Mississippi State, and they really should just rename the Outback Bowl to Iowa's Coming Back Next Year Bowl because that's <laughs> what happens. The, Iowa's gone to the Outback Bowl more than – Outback Bowl more than any other SEC team, and which means they have the most losses in the Outback Bowl, which is kind of a bad record. But it's, yeah, it, it's still gone to go to three Iowa of the fans, last six years. Right, Iowa fans just travel so well, and that's one of the reasons um, that they get to go to these good bowls. They were supposed to go to the Holiday Bowl. They got moved up to the Outback Bowl because of they because they travel. And who the fuck wants Northwestern to go to a better bowl thing, than Iowa? Iowa has more fans in Chicago than Northwestern has fans in Chicago. I agree with that. Northwestern's fan base is atrocious. It's funny that you say that. I, I went, so one of the reasons we didn't record um, over Thanksgiving that week, I was in Chicago for a couple of days. Um, I was by Northwestern, actually. And I honestly saw about five different people wearing Iowa stuff. And I think I saw maybe one person wearing Northwestern stuff. I mean, I know that's not, I know that's not really good. It's a small sample size, but it's very an small, accurate sample size. Very small sample size. Very small, very accurate. And if you if Northwestern can even sell out half of their stadium for a home game against a good team, how the fuck are they going to travel well to a bowl game? That's why they got the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. And so Iowa against Mississippi State. It's going to be a close game. There's a chance that it could be a 3 nothing game because both teams have amazing defenses. Mississippi State has the number one scoring defense in the league, only giving up about 11 points a game. And Iowa's offense, no Noah Fant. We might have some trouble scoring, but Mississippi State's offense is terrible too, and I think they're going to have some trouble scoring. It could be a shit show. It could be a good game. We really don't know. Uh, usually we don't like to give gambling advice, but Benji came up to me the other day and said, um, I want to know the over-under on that game because I would 100% take under. I, and, yeah, I would sell everything that I own, and I advise our listeners, sell everything you own and bet on the under. And I think I think they came out with a four-point spread in favor of Mississippi State, correct? So I would lose four points on the spread. They did. Okay, so I would put money on the spread for Iowa. I think Iowa would easily cover four points. But I think they're going to cover three points because I think it's going to be a field goal game, whether it's 3-0 or 27-24. to 24. I, I don't – personally, I would – hasn't been very good against SEC teams as of late, like against Florida and against Tennessee in the Outback Bowls. And I don't know if I'd take that spread, but – I am looking at it right now, and the spread's up to six in favor of Mississippi State. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess I'm putting money on the spread. And the over-under is 45, 44.5. 44.5. Yeah, that's an under. Yeah, that's definitely an under. I, uh, so, Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson from Iowa, he's a tight end um, with Noah Fant. Noah Fant left, so he can fuck off. But he won the, the Mackey Award. Yes, John Mackey Award for John best Mackey tight Ward. end in the country. Right, he won that. AJ Espinosa won the like Poly- best Polynesian player in the country. He did some weird yep. award, but it's still an award just for being of Polynesian heritage and being the best college football player in the country. 
And I want to talk about Noah Fan, how he left. I know a lot of players are doing this who are supposed to be, you know, really good draft prospects, first rounders. They don't want to get hurt in the in the bowl game, so they leave the team to clear for the draft. Noah Fan is a fucking pussy for that. I still love him. He's still a Hawkeye, but he's a fucking pussy for that. I think he wasn't getting enough playing time that he wanted because he had Hawkins in there. He was a little bit mad at the program, maybe mad at Stanley, maybe mad at the appearances, and he left and was kind of a fuck you to Iowa to the Iowa program. That's my thought on that. I personally, I disagree with that. I don't know. I just it's kind of a fuck you to the program. I know what he's trying to do. I know he wants to be an NFL player. I know all this, but there's got to be something else going on. It not just he doesn't want to get hurt for the bowl game. Like, and I know that this is hard for Iowa fans because this is the very first time that we've had a player skip a bowl game to go to the NFL. That's we're not, why. We're not once, fucking Alabama. When you're yeah. a Hawkeye player, you fucking play the bowl game. You play every game that you can, and then you go to the draft. Because that's just that's what Iowa football teaches your team. Desmond King could have been a first rounder, but he decided to stay for another year because his mom told him, you're going to stay. And guess and, what? Right now he's the number one ranked corner, according to Pro Football Focus. Last night helped Chargers beat the Steelers with a 73-yard punt return for a touchdown late last in the fourth quarter. Well, last football week is what I meant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Desmond King's doing good. He won the award for best corner, and then the year after that, or no, two years after that, Josh Jackson won the award for best corner in the nation for college. So I guess Iowa just has a really good way of producing tight ends, offensive linemen, and cornerbacks. Yeah. Quarterbacks, and, running backs, wide receivers, not so much. Uh, yeah, wide receivers. If I, I think if Iowa would just have one decent, good wide receiver, they would be good. Marvin McNutt was probably the best wide receiver ever for Iowa. That was – seven years ago and he yeah came in as a quarterback he was the only wide receiver that actually like went to the nfl and got playing time right but so uh the fences need to step up the wide receiver game and that's for sure yeah their recruiting games is a little weak but when you throw to the tight end most of the time and run the ball the other 90 percent you don't really need wide receivers Iowa football is just so predictable. You're sitting there watching the game. Oh, I know. I think that hurts us in bowl games a lot. Yeah. Too. It's okay. I was I was lining up here. What the fuck are they going to do? Oh, they're going to fucking run the ball. <laughs> yeah. No fucking well, It's third and 20. Oh, let's run the ball. We might have a good chance. Oh, we need a, we need a winning touchdown here. We're 25 yards away. Let's run the ball. It's a good shot. High percentage play. But uh, so I want to ask you. Who would you pick for the Heisman between Tua, Kyler, and Dwayne Haskins? Haskins, 100%. Not even a question. It's Haskins. Because all of the crap that I'm seeing is it's only between Kyler and Tua. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But Dwayne Haskins, I think, should be the pick. He won like every fucking – or not not won. He broke like every fucking Big Ten record there was. All well, the Big Ten, all the Ohio State records. Yeah. Yeah. He has all the he has all the current records right now for passing yards, touchdowns. Um, he threw like forty eight touchdowns with only five interceptions. Yeah, and he and he threw for four hundred and ninety nine yards against Northwestern. Granted, it's Northwestern, but it was also a fucking conference championship game. You for, if you threw for four hundred and ninety nine yards, you deserve the Heisman. 
And he did that four games in a row. He threw like 400 yeah. four games in a row. Most passing yards in a Big Ten championship. And he had like 215 at halftime, which was most in Big Ten championship by halftime. He should be the clear favorite for the Heisman. Don't know why he's not. There's something about Kyler Murray that just I, just, I just don't like him. There's something about him that I don't know what it is. I don't mind Tua. I actually kind of like Tua. I like Jalen Hurts more than Tua, but um, if Haskins deserves it. If, Tyler, if Kyler Murray wins it, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I, he did win the AP Player of the Year today. Right, but the last, um, when Iowa had Brad Banks – he won the AP Player of the Year, but he got he runner up for that. Got Heisman. runner up, yeah. So, I think Tua's probably going to win it, but like we said, Dwayne Haskins should win it. And that's all I have for college football. Yeah, that's that's all I got for for today, boys. All right, well, let's move on to the NFL. Well, and... but before before we do that, I want to. I'm going to do a little new segment. I haven't even told you about this before. I just made it up now, but I think it's a good one. And we're going to talk about who's fucking buzzing. What team is fucking buzzing right now? We're not going to choose teams that are like number one in the league. We're choosing teams that are like mediocre and they're just on a fucking roll. Okay. Are you ready? Are we going which league or just? We're going to do one team in each league. Okay. All right. We'll all do right. it now, but I think in the future we'll definitely have to prepare. But uh, Yeah, we haven't prepared at all. But I'm going to start out by with the NHL. Um, I'm choosing the Anaheim Ducks as the boys that are fucking buzzing because they have won five straight and they're second in the division right now. Um, okay. Anything um, against I, that, don't you? Yeah, I definitely disagree with that. I would choose like – the Colorado Avalanche. I know you said don't choose a team that is at the top, but Colorado have they, have Avalanche. Have they won five in a row? Have they won five in a row, Benji? They were on, what, a nine-game point streak until they lost to the Penguins on Tuesday? Uh, yeah, but they're not on a five-game win streak. So we're going to move on to NFL. Um, NFL, you think, you think I think we have to give it to the Texans just because they've won 10 in a row, even though yeah. I don't want to give it to them. But they've Sam, won 10 in a row. So Sam Jacobs, I know you're listening. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, but we'll give it to you. Sam did ask me to do a segment on the Texans, and Hunter Stevens asked me to do a segment on the Bears. And they can both fuck off, but the team, the boys that are buzzing for the NFL are the Texans. Yeah. And we'll move on to the NBA. Um, Benji, I have, no, I've, I have no fucking idea who's buzzing in the NBA because I don't follow the NBA, so I'm going to let you take that over. I am going to give it to the Raptors. They're number one in the league, but they're not the Warriors or the Rockets, so they still qualify for being the team that's buzzing. And simply because they're first in the league, they're buzzing at 21-5. and five. I have nothing to say against that because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what about soccer, Benji? He's buzzing in like the soccer world. Soccer world, I'm going to give it to Manchester City. I know I'm a Manchester City fan, but it's between Manchester City or Liverpool. Their Liverpool has their best start to the Premier League season in their history, but Manchester City's still in first place. That's why I'm going to give it to Manchester City in the Premier League. 
Okay. All right. And guys, that's that was who the fuck is buzzing. Um, we'll, don't know if we're gonna do it again next week or not because I just made this up on the spot. But I think we're gonna go move, go ahead and move over to the NFL. All right. First thing that I wanted to talk about with the NFL is I want your reaction, your opinion on the Reuben Foster, Kareem Hunt, Ray Rice, Colin Kaepernick. All this stuff. Let me, I'm going to say my part first. But so Reuben Foster, he gets allegedly assaulted his girlfriend by slapping her once. He gets released immediately from the 49ers, immediately picked up by the Washington Redskins. Kareem Hunt gets a video released of him assaulting a woman. It's not really domestic violence. It's blatant assault. He gets released. No one's going to pick him up. And I think this thing with assault in the NFL, it's becoming a problem. I don't know why these guys just can't keep them, keep their hands to themselves. But I think if these players want to get second and third chances, don't have a video recording of it. That seems to me all it is is if there's a video recording of you doing something, you're not going to get signed by another team. But if there's no video, someone else will pick you up. You know, I I agree with the whole the video recording part of that. Um, guys, fucking video cameras are everywhere. How stupid are you? Honestly. Cream Hunt, literally your friends are holding you back, but you're done. Anyways, I want to get into this, and I don't want to be too controversial here, but that's what I tend to do. I tend to be controversial. I tend to say shit I shouldn't say. Um, last Our last podcast, I got a lot of shit for the Nathan Peterman topic. Um, don't regret anything I said. I really don't. I still think he should kill himself. But moving on, um, the whole Kareem Hunt thing, he – if you compare it to Ray Rice, he – That's a lot worse than Ray Rice, I yeah, think. I, I don't think it was because he didn't knock her out. Okay, but Ray Rice only hit her once. I know, but it was the meanest left hook you'll ever see. And Dude, then that, she hit her head on the elevator yeah, handle that, thing. That looked painful. But the whole Ray Rice thing, dude, that shit would have knocked out McGregor, okay? That's how hard he fucking swung. That, that's brutal. That's fucking assault with a deadly weapon. That's what that is. But if you go to the cream hunt thing, all he did was shove her down. Like, I know that's not good. He hit her multiple times, kicked her in the head while she was on the ground, and shoved her down twice. But was it hard? I don't know. Um, I don't. So does it matter if it's hard or not? I don't. I don't. I just don't want to keep going because I know I'm going to get shit for this. But <laughs> I like to watch good athletes play football, and if this is going to get in the way, that sucks. But it's. I mean, it is what it is. But when I looked at the video, I was watching it. I'm like, and I seriously said, I was with Benji actually when I watched this. I don't know if he remembers this, but I was watching it, and I felt like a piece of shit for saying this. But I said, why did he get released for this? I seriously said that because I didn't think it looked that bad. Maybe I didn't watch it good enough. Maybe after this podcast, I'll watch it again. But I don't know. If you compare it to Ray Rice, Ray Rice fucking knocked the shit out of her. He didn't knock the shit out of any of these girls. He beat them up. He was, he said, he admitted that he was on something, whether it was alcohol or drugs, whatever. He was on something. They were on something too, though. But probably antagonized by them. 
So obviously you're going to get something back. And then they would try to throw, they like went after him and like tried to like, you know, like kind of like push him. And like, I don't know if there's any punches thrown by them, but there's, re- there's going to be retaliation, especially by an NFL player. They shouldn't be doing that though. But you're going to see retaliation when someone antagonizes it. And that's just what happened. And he got released for it. He lost his job for it. I, he's remorseful about it. Um, I don't think they interviewed the girls yet though. And I don't think the NFL re- interviewed the girls yet. Do you know yeah, I, don't, I don't think they have. Because the girls didn't press any charges or do anything like that. No. And one one thing the I've heard some people complaining that Ruben Foster he gets released and then signed after allegedly assaulting his girlfriend, but Kaepernick didn't even hit any girl, nothing like that, and he still won't get signed. Although the Redskins did think about, they said they thought about signing him, but didn't sign him. Well, I mean, it comes back to, you said the Redskins thought about signing Kaepernick? They said they thought about signing him. So this is also going to be a controversial topic on my part, but Colin Kaepernick was not a good fucking football player. He had two good years, but after that he was shit. He was a horrible team. He had one good year. Okay, one good year. You take away even the you know the kneeling shit, whatever. We can talk about that some other time if you guys want. But you take away all that, he was not a good player. To so to say that it was the kneeling part that why he, that's why he didn't get signed. No, he's a fucking shitty player. Shitty players don't get a play. It's easy as that. There's nothing else to it. There's no politics behind that. If you're a shitty player, you don't get a fucking play. I also think that part of it is because he was kneeling because teams don't want to lose all their fans. I, I see that, and I see the politics in that, and, you know, the financial reasoning and stuff, but he was a shit player. The shit players are the ones that don't play. Let's take the fact that the person that they did take over, Colin Kaepernick, was Mark Sanchez. Um, he's still better than Kaepernick, I mean, he just he, leave, it, leave it up. There. I mean, he, he led the Jets to two ACC, eight, ACC, fuck me, um, AFC championships two years in a row. He had two really good years. He had two good years. Kaepernick had one good year. Who's the better player? I don't know. Yeah. All right, moving on. I want to get your opinion. If you think so, Ben Roethlisberger has his own talk show that he has, and this most recent week he went on and criticized probably the best wide receiver in the league, Antonio Brown, for playing like shit, and then defended it by saying that he has earned the right to criticize whoever he wants. Do you think he has that right? Roethlisberger, do you think he has, or you asked me if I think he has the right to do that? To criticize even players like Antonio Brown, who make Big Ben good. He doesn't because he he doesn't have any goat talk behind him. I think if you have the goat talk behind him, you have the right. But if you don't, you don't. And Ben Roethlisberger, I just I look at him and I don't think of a good quarterback. I think he has really good wide receivers that have always been there. Um, Antonio Brown, oh my god, I forgot the fucker's name. He retired. Heinz like Ward. A, yep, Heinz Ward. I mean, he he had good wide receivers to make him look good. I don't. He doesn't have the right to say that at all. Now, if Drew Brees would say that. Let's say um, oh, Drew Brees would never do something like that. Tom yeah. Brady. Tom Brady has anger management. He would do something like that. I don't see Tom Brady doing something like that or Drew Brees, but if they did, we would be like, oh, you know, it's acceptable. They're the best. Rodgers did criticize his receivers in the preseason for having a lack of effort. He got away with that. 
Oh, yeah, and a part of my rant, too, is McCarthy got fired. Um, I predicted he was going to get fired. I, I think, think everyone predicted that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think – that's what I'm saying, though. I don't think anybody went against me in that. Maybe someone did, but he got fired. And yeah, Are Packers going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Go rebuild no. mode? No, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is probably the reason why McCarthy got fired because Aaron Rodgers runs the team with his fucking two fingers. He fingers the fucking team with his two fingers and runs it. That's what that's what Aaron Rodgers does. He's I think Aaron Rodgers is honestly cancerous to the team. I think he's a cancerous quarterback because he has anger issues and he has leadership problems. Yeah, Danica Patrick's got him whipped. Danica Patrick does have him whipped. All right. We well, if the Bears and Texans win this week, we'll maybe give them a talk next week. Mainly because the Bears play the Rams this week, so if they win, they'll maybe get a segment about them. Yeah. But, All right, Benji. Well, do you want to do you want to do your rant here, and so we can start wrapping it up? Or my rant's short, but okay. uh, sure. I'm just annoyed at the differences in the rules between the NFL and college football when it comes to kickoffs, hits to the head, and instant replay officials. Those three things are what pisses me off the most, whether it's the being able to call a fair catch inside the 25-yard line, just a retarded rule, and then targeting. There's no penalties really to hit. People in the NFL, yeah, it's a 15-yard penalty, but do the refs ever throw it? Hardly. It'd be nice to have targeting, just maybe not with the suspensions because it is the NFL and it's people's paychecks. And then the replay officials and the college football, you almost never see a play get missed because the replay official didn't signal down to the field to stop and review it. But in the NFL, you can see receivers dropping balls. They're clearly on the ground but then they just hurry up to the line. Nothing gets reviewed. And I don't, I believe in a lot of instant replay just to make the game pure and get it right. Thoughts. I I think you're right. I don't see too many differences, but I know there are differences that I have seen, but I I, I can agree with that for sure. Um, But again, it's two different leagues or I guess NCAA is really not a league. It's two different Governing bodies. Two different governing – perfect. Two different governing governing bodies. College football has always been different than NFL. I don't think you can really mer- – I'm not saying merge it to, but make them too much of the same. That's always going to be hard to do. And I like college football just because it's always – it's just – I don't know. And I, if I think if they make it like the NFL or if the NFL tries to make the NFL like college football, then it's just going to ruin both of them. So I think they're fine where they're at, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. We appreciate you tuning in. We know we, we promised a guest speaker this week, but we've had some technical issues with our recording setup. Um, we're going to try to get you guys one next week. We're also going to try to record every week. Um, we're not going to try to be lazy. We're going to, you know, get some get some good shit out there for you guys. We definitely will. Oh, uh, who's the shout out of the week, Benji? You have one. If you have one, go ahead. Uh, I don't have one. That's why I put it on you. <laughs> you did put it on me. Let me quick thinking. Um, shout out of the week 
Holy fuck. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Ferentz for getting headbutted and doing an interview with a bloody face. Obviously, he's a football guy. He got on some podcasts for that. He definitely gets a shout out of the week. All right. Perfect. All right. That's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Thank you. I'm fat. I'm fatter.